0: Why do you around with the worst crowd,
1: the worst crowd? It's gonna hurt me, cause you're with the world, world, world.
2: Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to a bonus episode of Third Man In.
0: That's a weird way
2: to start this one. Yeah, well this whole thing's gonna be kind of weird, so what are you gonna do? Uh, Oh, man, that was a high-pitched, hey. (laughs) Yeah, well, I figured I'd go for it. I figured I'd go for it, and what are you going to do? I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Um, It's Mike here with you, along with Charles. Uh, This is going to be a bonus episode. Uh, This is something that kind of is a little bit fun. It's not counted as a, it's still brought to you by HeadCheck Health, of course. You're going to get your regular content this week, so everybody relax. You've already gotten your regular content this week at this point, Um, because we're recording this. This is one of those situations where we weren't weren't 100% sure because of scheduling and stuff if TR was going to make it this week. Um, and luckily he did. He and did. we had a great uh, a great episode with him and Jason Padolin. Um And that came out on Tuesday. But me and Charles had decided what we were going to do in the event that he couldn't do it. And we threw up a shit ton of polls on Twitter um, at 3MI Podcast. And um, we decided that we were going to just take a bunch of stories from out the year in hockey, pair them off, and then have you guys pick which one you wanted to hear us talk about. And so that's what we're doing as a bonus episode because luck- like it was gonna be the regular episode, but luckily uh, TR was able to make it. And uh, which was great, and everybody
0: voted, so we got to do this anyway,
2: yeah. And that it's, was it. It's like we it's had commitment such, to the bit, we had so many people kind of weigh in and vote that we decided we were going to do this as a bonus episode after TR uh had to step away. And so, this one is just me and Charles. So, there's a bunch of you who probably already turned this off, so thanks. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, um, I'll say this to keep you sticking around, we're gonna reveal something
0: very big at the end of this episode. I'm
2: not a, allowed to use a certain nickname, we've we've, we've it's banned. Uh, we have taken Charles's free speech yeah, it's gone. into this one and have I'm no longer it. allowed to make or use nicknames, and uh,
0: now they're being assigned to me. So and stick around to find out what I'm allowed to call uh, the
2: hockey franchise in Carolina. I think that was one of the options. I think, yeah, it was um,
0: Carolina's hockey franchise. So what
2: we're going to do is also because, I don't know if you guys have noticed from listening to the three-hour episode we put up uh, two days ago, uh, we're a little long-winded. And so uh, what we've got happening here is we've gotten we got 12 of these plus a bonus um, and we're playing
0: the lottery. eh?
2: Yeah. And so uh, what we have set up is we're going to do five minute timers for each topic. And then at the end of each one, we're going to hear this sound and then we're going to move on. Um, And if somebody kind of like stomps out something and makes a really great point and we decide we just want to finish it off. Stollhorn will come into play. Stollhorn, or old Mines train. You be the... Yeah, it kind of has a sound of a... Uh, it kind of has a sound of like, yeah, a train going by. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, so the first one... Let's just get into it, yeah. And so the first one that we have up was... Uh, the, and the way every one of these tweets was structured is, this week, while literally everyone else is looking ahead to the playoffs, we'll be looking back on the year that was. Which of these do you think was the bigger story in hockey this year? So we put up a bunch of those, and the first one we're going to look at wasn't the first in order in which they went up, uh, because I opened a bunch of tabs (laughs) um, in like on Safari, and I'm just going to go through these left to right in the order in which the tabs were opened, which I think is mostly reverse of the order they went. I did uh, I did
0: pitch all these questions to you in chronologicality, so it was kind of like they started with the preseason with one, and then but we're going going all over
2: the place here. All right,
0: all right, we'll allow it. I will say this. This. First one, uh, before you start the timer, uh, I'm glad
2: that people voted the way they did. I did a little gerrymandering
0: for this one because I really (laughs) wanted to talk about the winner.
2: Okay, so, and here we go. I'm going to start the clock on Bunch of Jerks versus Gritty Mania. And we are started, and hopefully this timer app that I just downloaded to do this in big (laughs) bold letters is going to help us. Um, and I just killed five seconds, so take that. Oh, my God. So, obviously, the the two stories were uh, the storm surge and being referred to as a bunch of jerks and how they kind of were divisive in hockey or Gritty Mania and how everybody went nuts for Gritty. And at a 56% margin, Gritty Mania won. Obviously. And it it fucking should. Gritty's incredible. Gritty is so great for the game of hockey. And, I mean, arguably, you can say both these things are.
0: Every now (laughs) – to to quote the big Lebowski – there come every there's a there's a dude there's a man there's a dude for his time man, I, I fucked up that quote but anyway, gritty came along and because of it we get to see hockey be a little bit more outrageous and fun. And I enjoy that because what's the point? I, I understand that mascots are real for really for kids. Wait, what? Yeah. They're, well, yeah, they're real. I, I meant to say they're really there for the children. Okay. However, oh, really there. Okay. Yeah. However, right. it's very fun to see a giant orange, as he was described on Twitter to us recently, uh, Yuppie's cracked out cousin, <laughs> just terrorizing Everything. And and with this gritty mania comes, I am so excited for Gritty Mania to jump the shark like we know he has to. Everything that's great sticks around for too long until we all hate it and need it alive. Oh, I, and I don't and know. And I'm I'm excited for that even. I, I think it might take a couple years. Yeah. I honestly think the reason I love Gritty so much is I honestly think next year the Flyers are gonna travel with him. Yeah. I think Gritty goes on the road. You think- I think gritty if, if there was a mascot that was a seal in the nhl i think gritty's gonna club them like <laughs> there is nothing yeah. off the
2: board here. you know what i honestly think you're right i think i think that's the only way they step up gritty is if they like start traveling with them oh, i mean it started as just they released the image of gritty and everyone was like is this is this a fucking joke oh. like is this really like did this and it wasn't until you saw gritty in action and you realized Gritty was as fucking bonkers as he looks, that it just... They leaned in, I think. Someone
0: someone was smart and leaned in because the first appearance he made, he fell down twice, and that's all anybody could talk about. They're like... Well, we've got to make this guy insane.
2: Yeah, and and I think like the look and the googly eyes and all those things kind of like had gritty set up a certain way, and then the way crowds reacted to him, um, and the way the internet reacted to him, and the way fucking John Oliver reacted to him, and all those things that kind of brought him into the mainstream before the Flyers played a game this year.
0: Can't can't wait until he goes too far. Like I think gritty's going to burn a picture of the Pope or something. I don't know, man. I think I think at this point Saturday
2: Night Live more than anything more than anything else. I think. At this point, I'm just mostly shocked that Gritty didn't play in net for the Flyers this year. It's, like, the only <laughs> fucking thing he didn't do. And, I mean, in all fairness, he's, like, the only person they didn't get Hit to play in net. the goal button. Hit the goal button there. <laughs> all right. it's it's go. All right. So, with a minute left on that one. Oh, wow. Actually, two minutes left. We only got—there's a minute 49 on the clock still. And yeah. uh, I, I think I shut that down. Uh,
0: you know, no, we're probably going to see Gritty play goal next, next I season.
2: I think, well, you also saw goalie. Like, if that's the case and Gritty's a goalie, then we saw a goalie fight because it was that, like, little kid yeah, who yeah, came out yeah. and chased Gritty and Gritty just, like, he was threw kid, him over his shoulder, carried him off the, the ice. The kid was wearing the Hextall number, too. Which I know. Is a and, nice but touch. the question is, is, like, where is that kid now? Like, is there, like, a basement in the Flyers arena where there's just, like, Gritty, like, brings chill? Like, it's just, like, it wouldn't shock me to know that there's, like, some sort of dungeon lair. In which gritty lives, but
0: with with anything that is, I guess, shock tactics is what I'm going to call gritty. Like hundred uh, percent, yeah. With anything, there there comes a time where it takes it too far and it gets eaten alive. And I'm excited for that. Yeah. I don't want to be like watch the world burn kind of guy, but I am literally excited for that. Like I just I love, think, it, does he take the helmet off of another mascot? Or?
2: I don't know. I think I think it's um I think it's just really fascinating to me that some guy. Went into a room at a marketing firm in Philadelphia and said, Okay, guys, here's a pitch. What if the Philadelphia, like Philly fanatic, was just like really into meth? <laughs> like, it's like, okay, imagine, imagine, imagine the Philly fanatic. Or Yuppie in Montreal. And just imagine them if they lived in Florida. And that's what Gritty is.
0: I'm really sad that they didn't make the playoffs. Because I feel Gritty would have had a playoff
2: beard. And it would have been... uh, (laughs) Uh, I mean, and that's the thing. I think it would have looked good. I I just hope that the Flyers get into the playoffs before Gritty jumps the
0: shark. Oh, no. It's coming. I'm saying... It's coming. He doesn't make it...
2: Oh. I know. that's, That's unfortunate. Um... But I'm the one that pushed the button, so (laughs) that's all I can really fucking do. But that was our five minutes on it. But uh, the thing- uh, No, no,
0: we can't touch this. It's done. No, I'm just going to say this,
2: is that I'm anxiously awaiting the point where the Flyers play the Sharks in the cup final and Gritty literally jumps over the Shark. That's going to be a thing that happens. All right. Uh, And now let's start the clock on our next one. You got to read it before you start the clock, Mike. Jesus Christ. All right, fine. Done. All right, so the next one that we have up- is uh, that the Flames burn hot or the Oilers don't. And with 52%, Mm. this one edged like was close, the Oilers not burning hot like the Flames uh, is the Battle of Alberta goes to the Oilers this one time only this season. And here we go.
0: I love how, like, so... The one thing a lot of Flames fan, I, I've got a good friend of mine who's a Flames fan. His name's Richard. Uh, I love how they're always upset that nobody's talking about how good the Flames are. And it comes to the point that when we put, like, hey, what do you want us to talk about? How good the Flames are out of nowhere? Or just how bad? Like, something we've seen year
2: after year and people are still like oh you got to do the oilers you got to do the oilers and the thing about the oilers is like it'll come up again later be in one, of the, oh, no, no, in one of the other polls no in one of the other polls it comes up oh doesn't okay and and next year we we'll, we we'll be- but i mean we're going to have this conversation year after year after year um but it's just like the and this is one i threw up on twitter the other day uh through the 3 of my account uh, it was. I, I tweeted out about how the Oilers are the first team since the nineteen ninety Penguins to have two one hundred point scorers and not uh, not make the playoffs.
0: The Penguins drafted Yager, I think nineteen eighty nine. But that's so the thing. Know. is so
2: uh, that year, they had uh, Mary Lemieux, Paul Coffey, each break a hundred points. Not unlike uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle did this year. <laughs> and and what I pointed out immediately was like, and then remember who won the cup in ninety one. And 92. And people, like, and people were not like- And people were like, what a the prayer. fuck are you trying to say? I'm like, no, no. Not a prayer. I'm just trying to make an incendiary tweet that's going to make you guys lose your shit. So-
0: uh, uh, Gritty. <laughs> so- <laughs> The, reason, the reason I'm going to say not a prayer as staunchly as I did just then, the Oilers continue to change things, constantly with the on-ice people. They went out and signed goalie after goalie. There was Cam Talbot. He didn't pan out. There's that Koskinen old man fella they found. and gave a three-year deal, and then they fired the GM. There's uh, been trade uh, uh, Hall for Larson. They had Neil Yakupov. They got rid of him for a bag of pucks. They
2: keep and instead I think, of doing and, a rebuild, they keep I tearing think, up the tracks. But I think I think the most indicative thing of the failure of the Oilers mm. is Niall Yakupov, and here is why. Okay, Yakupov came through in the 2012 draft class. I believe it was the same year they had Morgan Riley uh, go in that that draft. Okay. It was James Melindi was in that draft, and okay. that's why I noticed it the other day when we were talking to Melindi Is that the thing with that is is that that was a year where Yakupov was slated to be first overall. Mm-hmm. But Yakupov was like, like people were still kind of like, is Yakupov that kind of first overall? And should the Oilers take him just because... Like, he was rated first overall because he was like top line center. And, and that was why everyone was like, he's the first overall. But I remember there was talk of like, should the Oilers just go for uh, Morgan Riley? Because, a defenseman would have made sense, yeah. Or better yet, flip the, flip the pick and trade it hmm. in order to get somebody who was a little bit older on defense or a little bit older as a goaltender, a little bit more established, and bring well, someone like, like that in, seven, as opposed to the Oilers thing where they just, for fucking, like, what, nine fucking years in a row, they drafted first overall, like, top center? A,
0: a seven-year a seven hindsight is a hell of a drug there, Mike. Like, you can look back seven years no, the No, but state. I said it uh, then. Yeah. I was saying okay. that,
2: watching that draft. It's like, why aren't they just trading
0: this fucking pick? I, I will tell you what's going to happen in Oilerland. The same thing that always happens in Oilerland until they gut that fucking front office from top to bottom. The joke going around with some of my friends that are like Oilers fans is like, well, how's Craig McTavish going to respond to this? Because he's been part of that fucking franchise since... He made him he brought him to the cup finals 20 years ago, and now he's like, Well, he can't be fired. This is the franchise that traded Wayne Gretzky, by the way. Like, they're not afraid. Like, that city can put up with a lot of fucking kooky stuff. But it <laughs> looks like, for t- yeah, it looks like years. they're on their last straw here. I know. And it keeps happening. And I can almost guarantee you what's gonna happen this summer. I'm saying it right now. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna trade Ryan Nugent Hopkins. They're gonna it's he's gonna yeah. get moved for a defenseman. I somehow hope. Are they gonna that, extend Lucic? Uh, definitely not. <laughs> I somehow hope and pray that my GM can be like, hey, we'll give you Nikita Zaitsev, Connor Brown, and a pick for Nugent Hopkins and something. Oh my, like he's on a pretty team friendly deal, if you ask me. And they're gonna yeah. trade him. They're gonna trade him for D help. Yeah. It's, it's it's I don't I, like def taxes.
2: And, Oilers, and the Oilers, Oilers taking centers, everything up. Yeah, death taxes. The Oilers taking centers in the draft.
0: I, I tell you, I I like to know how long Connor McDavid is gonna because he looks around, he's got to look around and see people that they're prime, sub- subsided and non-competitive teams. I mean, Jonathan Huber. Well, has maybe
2: let's in. not get into this for the next twelve seconds and okay. sit on it. And who knows? Maybe it's something we can talk about. In, in in several cycles of this yeah, for foreshadowing here i'm not saying anything all other than you know all right let's move on we're into the next one now um and this one is uh whether or not we wanted to talk about how the habs question mark success or the bolts domination the bolts domination won this with a 64 percent margin which makes sense especially seeing as the habs success means they're gonna miss the playoffs yeah but who expected this Bolts team to be this Bolts team? Nobody. I got rid of the crickets thing. That would have been good to oh, have. I just re- I replaced been, it with a gullhorn on the soundboard. Uh, uh, oh,
0: this, this Bolts team is something. I mean, uh, how many wins are they at now? They're playing <sighs> Boston right now as we're recording this. They're, they're I'm look. That, 60 or something? You know I'm going to look. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's almost comical. And it's so... Uh, it's I'm going to dare to say it's almost like a weird fucking old legend like Icarus or something like
2: they've got 61 wins, 61 fucking wins, 16 losses and four OT losses uh, for 126 points. 55 is their ROW oh uh, and God. they are currently tied against the Bruins in the second period. They've had. As we record this.
0: So, one thing that I'm always going to bring up about, I, I think the Bolts are a combination of, yes, they've got generational talent there and Steven Stamkos, but I think they have a lot of players that if you remove them from that coaching aspect and if you remove them from that lineup, they don't be spectacular players. I think Yanni
2: Gord has probably been a 20, very close to 20 goal guys. And And that's the thing is that everybody's talking about Cooper. Um, winning the Jack mm-hmm. Adams mm-hmm. and uh, there's another bunch of people that are like oh it shouldn't be Cooper it should be Trots because of Why what he did in New York or like nuts. Bruce Cassidy it's like man uh, Nate other than like Kucherov and um, Vasileski and Stamkos like name somebody on that goddamn team.
0: Well, Braden Point is one guy, oh, and I, I can see. Yeah, they're but- gonna. But here's the here I, I I've said this before. They're gonna have to. Everyone's talking about Toronto's gonna be in cap hell and all this. Look at me making it about Toronto. They're gonna have to part with some of these guys because of the cap, and I can almost tell you. I I would I would bet you a, a number of pints at the Duke that once these people leave. They're oh, not gonna this be isn't,
2: this isn't gonna be something I can get cash in on tonight. No, no. Oh, fuck, Once okay. they
0: leave, so I can I can picture somewhere down the line like a Calgary or a Ottawa or an Edmonton or, yeah. or whomever saying, All right, you know what? They gotta move Braden Point. They're yeah. not gonna be able to sign him. We can build around this guy. And when yeah. he gets moved He's not as spectacular as he was in that original set. And I can guarantee, I can well, see, I can see guarantee that Gordon for another being year. another guy, I, 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 a handful of people. There's on a that bunch team. of reasons for that. Tyler Johnson yeah. is another guy there. Like you. He's a, a phenomenal player, but I think if you take him, say if they shipped him somewhere like some team that's knocking on the door that are under you know a time crunch, let's say the New York Islanders. Or, went or, or say the him. Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, well something like that. I don't think they're going to, well, that's a great example. They this went out and Drew picked Ann. up Drew Ann. Yeah, Drew Ann. And hey, and once again, Shurgachev went the other way and everyone thought, well, he's a few years from being ready. Fucking look at him now. He's like yeah. an all-star.
2: I know. It's, I it,
0: think it's coaching. I think if anyone says like, "Oh well," if anyone says you can't give the fucking Jack Adams to
2: John Cooper, I would ask why because yeah. he's too good. I, and is that's, that, and is that's that it. It's like,
0: well, it's not really fair to the other coaches. And, and, just-
2: and I think and I think the issue is is that he is so good, he's gotten a team to the point where it doesn't look like he's doing anything. He's got that team clicking in such a way that everyone's like, well, they're just that good. And it's like, they didn't just... You you don't just put... Twenty-five I, guys yeah. out and have them be that well, that's, good. That's the thing. I don't believe they're that good in the sense that the players. And I don't either. Yeah. I think it, so I don't think I it's think the collection it's, of, yeah. of of guys that are just naturally that good. Mm. I think it's John Cooper and his system has them looking flawless. Turned a lot of drone bees into worker bees. Yeah, so, you and know just what I mean? you know, and I think that it's just incredible to be- see. And uh, I mean. I'm a Bruins beat. fan. I want, obviously I want the Bruins to win. And I've been trying to argue to myself all fucking winter about how this lightning team doesn't have it and they're going to lose it in the playoffs. But that's me joking with mm-hmm. myself because I want the fucking Bruins to win. Be, be something this if lightning they got upset team is fucking round. terrifying. Be
0: something if that H. team upset them in the first round. I that's got until the
2: I got until fucking after. Time, yeah. last fucking time, bud. Last fucking time. something. Because um, there's going to be a sound effect that I bring in. We're trying to work. It. That's the next poll is yeah. what's the sound effect should you break the fucking rules um, it would be something if they get undressed in the first round though That's it would why be, I said and the it'll, be by, it'll be the blue jackets it won't be
0: uh, still in the air it comes up is that the, is that tonight yeah. is that the it decider tonight if if, uh, if the
1: blue <laughs>
2: Unfortunately, we can't figure that out. Mm. Uh, the next thing we have Ooh. is Coach Q getting the boot or Hitchcock coming back. So can Hitchcock once again uh, <laughs> delaying his retirement? I'm a
0: little bit upset that we don't get to talk about. I that. know because
2: Coach Q getting the boot wins with a seventy seven oh, yeah, percent a landslide. Margin. It was an absolute landslide. Um, um, and I think it's just one of those like, you know, because right now also like anybody else at this moment. Isn't t- isn't doing like season review? <laughs> They're all doing like a head to the yeah. playoffs and a head to next season. Because we, them-
0: we would literally get a fist if we did an head to the playoffs thing. Yeah, we we get in a fist fight. Well,
2: we did that a month yeah, ago, and, and we didn't get in a fist fight. But that's because it wasn't as real then. Yeah, now that the Bruins have home ice, you're like, oh fuck. Uh, but I'm um, already I'm already defeated, Michael. Um, but. Uh, the thing here is that pretty much every conversation anybody's having about what the next step is for any teams who miss the playoffs is the Joel Quenville sweepstakes. Like, yeah, everybody, yeah, he's, like, he's, right he's, now, uh, Quenville is getting hyped. It's like, Quenville's getting hyped like a draft pick uh, or like a free no, agent. I, uh, one, like one it's better. Crazy. I'd like
0: for somebody to like get him. I don't know somebody with a with a big budget to get it like the bachelor. Only it's Joel Quenville courting teams that want to coach. I know. Instead be, of giving him a rose, it gives him a hockey stick. But it's like a Quenville era Sherwood, yeah. <laughs> fucking, plane net of a piece of plywood stick or something. But I mean, yeah,
2: talking about uh, all those things. But the thing is, is like you know, the Blackhawks turned it around. They were they, on, they, they were on the bubble the, for. So
0: so what happened? Like the Black. I just these-
2: realized which fucking quiz we're missing. Well,
0: okay, the Blackhawks are one of these teams that, uh, well, you know, they've 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 got a lot of guys locked into. I'm gonna say they're not movable contracts. That, that's it. They're stuck there. They're they're pre the last lockout contract, so they're signed forever. There's no max term back then, so you can't change. Like usually, it's a personnel change or a coaching change quenville fell into i guess a category of what i'm going to dub what have you done for me lately something has to give it was either well we ride the season out with this guy or and the gm who ultimately dismissed him and said well we ride the season out with this guy see where it goes maybe i try to trade a contract and get a return on a guy like duncan keith or something like that or do i say all right well at least i'm doing the most i can do and fire this coach and and at least and I, i i think that the GM is gonna save his job there I think just because of how close they came in the end all right he's not on a, an exactly the longest leash he's not at the the, the leash free dog park but yeah. he, it's it's a very bad case of what have you done for me lately Joe Quenville? Uh, you know he, he gets to pick his job yeah. I think a great spot for him to turn up would be Anaheim uh they're gonna definitely get rid of Randy Carlisle this summer that was a goddamn nightmare did over they already there. get
1: rid
2: of Carlisle? is he okay he could I think, be I think I, they got rid of Carlisle like I don't I,
0: I've Yeah, probably. I've, I've got, uh, being a Leafs fan, anything regarding Randy Carlisle, I just immediately picture, like, it gets blocked out from news, and I just picture him when he got the toast stuck in the toaster, that winter classic special. Um, but yeah, it, it, he gets to pick his job, and... Uh, I think he's not gonna stroll into a place that's not, you know, like a, that can be turned into a cup contender type thing. I think we're looking at a possible Barry Trot situation where he goes to a team where he sees something that I might not, you might not, and he turns it around and sews it up, and it's it's almost like a, a feather in his cap and a, a challenge. I don't. That's how I'm seeing it. I don't fucking know the guy. I've never. Uh, I'm sitting here talking like I I know how Joe Quinville thinks. He's... Well, I mean, maybe is it, if I got fired, I'd be at home covered in Cheetos for six months, yeah, being down just, on myself. I know,
2: and I mean, right now though, he's kind of the bell of the ball. Like you have mm. all these teams that have had disappointing seasons, oh, yeah. um, and they're going to be looking. And I think, bef- and and the question becomes: I think at this point, is at what stage do you make a play for it? Oh, as soon as you can. Yeah, and that I know it's the, the as soon as you can thing, but it's it's a chicken it's a chicken or the egg cart before the horse I, kind of scenario. I well, know I know. Do I know you that try I, to go I, out I, on free agent day I, well, and get and I get players know. with Quenville as your coach, or do you oh. try to get some players and say, look at the moves we made, Joel, it's and bring also him in?
0: it's also a situation where where he got fired in that new CBA, there would be compensation going to the Blackhawks. So I do, It depends on what team is willing to give and what dates work there. Like the Keystone, I'm sure there's yeah. a date where that changes over from a this pick yeah, to that pick. So, yeah, so yeah. that that's a that's a little thing there. That that's definitely a narrative at this point. I don't think he was going to join a club midway through the year. No, not at all. I No, I don't think he was going to do that. He would have done it. There was plenty of
2: opportunity. St. Louis was very
0: close, and they, and
2: they yeah, and I mean, and luckily they've got. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't even tell you that they have Craig Barube and they're doing fine. Um, and well, you just did and but they haven't re-signed Barube yet like he's still technically Fun like interim. Name to say um, So next up we have uh, uh, Paul Byron's fight versus Tom Wilson suspension mm. and we've talked about Paul Byron's fight a lot at length over the last two episodes. So luckily Tom Wilson's suspension won this one. so let's get into that for a few minutes here. Um, 21 games originally. It was yeah, 21 games, and I think was shortened to
0: 10. It was the one time it' a long, a last little while that I've seen. Uh, not only what looked to be like a career killer of a suspension, it was one of the longest ones since they finally got Matt Cook. When they got Matt Cook, it was almost like, I, I expected the uh, the player safety video to resemble when Bush came out and was like, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Mission like, accomplished yeah. banner behind Gary like, uh, no, like when don't know, like when they found Saddam that time, I expected to be a we got him. Because uh, they were after Matt Cook for a long time. I think it was a 24-gamer for Cook.
2: Well, Rafi Torres, because we were talking about that the last episode, 41. I it up. Oh, yeah. Uh, it up, was a 41-game yeah, suspension. Half a year. Um, the,
0: the, the crazy thing about the Wilson suspension is, that well, one, it was very much like that. It was a, a we got him. He is the very definition of not just a repeat offender, a serial offender. Because a repeat offender is like, well, okay, he's maybe he's got a couple of bad stick infractions, a couple of a, a stomping incident on there. Maybe there's a knee-on-knee Tom Wilson's suspendable acts are all the same. He's going high every time. He's going to try to take your bag off. That's yeah. So it's a serial offender. However, the one thing that I well, I'm going to say about this that I noticed is one. I thought it was really, really steep. I think the ceiling of like okay, yeah, it was a terrible hit. I would have thought a statement would have been 12 to 15 games. Yeah. If it was 12 to 15 games, that appeal doesn't come through and he gets the full brunt. Because the appeal came through, it's down to 10 games. Yes, he didn't get in trouble anymore this season. The playoffs are right around the corner. I fully expect him to, once again, he plays on that line. So I'm expecting him to cross it very early in the playoffs. Yeah, no, it's and, going to and, happen. And, and, and hurt someone. He's
2: going to, like, I would imagine that Tom Wilson is going to get, at like, I think he's going to miss games in this postseason oh, yeah. for a suspension. 100%. However, I, I do think that, okay, since the
0: 21 gamer got appealed, does that mean the next, if the play is of the same caliber, of the same danger, is the next one also a 21 gamer by default? That's what, I, and, and to, yeah. to put it in perspective, one thing that people don't talk about when suspensions happen and, and these dirty plays happen had the 21 games had 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 that been stayed put, yeah. and everyone said, well he's he's a dirtbag, why appeal and all that. He'd have been playing the remaining season free. His the way his tax structure and all that thing yeah. what he would have forfeited in those twenty one games was what he makes this year. Wow. Yeah. He I would have been essentially playing for his signing bonus, I believe. I read this on The Athletic. For Had the appeal not gone through and been down to 10 games, granted it's still a very large yeah, chunk yeah. of what he takes home, but at the end, if it was 21 games, the way that comes out of their pay, he was playing for peanuts, essentially. Wow. I didn't realize and that. And that's, you know... that. I'm sure there would have been situations, you know, ha, 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 would have changed. Something would have helped him out. I'm, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't, you know what I mean. But uh, I, I have to stop short. I would have hypotheticalized they, they would have cheated the cap situation somehow. He, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Tom Wilson would have, you know, ha, been having yard sales and shit. But <laughs> it, it that was one of the interesting things on that with the appeals. But I'm just wondering, once again, he plays on that edge. like Everyone... And like. <clears throat> Aside from fucking Robocop stopping this guy, he's gonna keep doing this. So does what does the next one look like? Is yeah. all I think. And unfortunately, who does he get? Who's who because of that appeal and going through and him always straddling that line? Like the one thing people forget about Matt Cook is after the Severit incident, he worked at lengths to change his game. Yeah. I don't see that from Tom. I think it's it's almost like each one is a chip on the shoulder of Tom Wilson, especially the way the media in Washington handles it, the way their fans handle it. Um, I I just I feel bad for the guy that and and once again, I got all the time in the world for stuff boiling over all of that. However, when you're going around head hunting, especially what he was like in the playoffs last year. Eh, I, I don't have a lot of respect for a guy that jumps and leaps and targets the head and comes up and, he and come, yeah he and, comes up he comes up every time I understand that one one of my favorite players of all time is Chris Pronger you anyone will tell you Chris Pronger is one of the dirtiest he's one of the dirtiest yeah I don't think I, I don't I don't think he's targeting he's he's leaping and he's sticking out on people's skulls I've never seen it yeah. He probably know. underneath his butt end there's probably like a, a prison shank he'd cut, <laughs> he'd cut a
2: guy if they let him away with it yeah, he'll fuck oh, you oh yeah he'd blade you like yeah. pro
0: wrestling if he was in the fucking
2: crease he'd get away with it and, and unfortunately we gotta move on even though that's very much true so we're gonna do this one and then we're gonna hear from our sponsor Jack Health uh, but with this one Uh, It came down between Bob and Brad wanting out of Columbus and then the Blue Jackets instead loading up. And the Blue Jackets loading up got 72% of the vote. And I think that this one's interesting, mainly because it worked.
0: Yeah, this would have been, so uh, it's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. It is exactly 4.13. And last night at uh, around 10 after 10 Newfoundland time, I'd say actually 10 to 11,
2: when did I text you, fuck?
0: Yeah, that would be the official time of death of the uh, the DeShane curse. The DeShane curse has died. I haven't, uh,
2: I don't agree with that. Uh,
0: they made the playoffs. That's it. I, I, I really wanted it to come down to this, tonight's game, and the Ottawa Senators playing against Columbus. It was
2: eleven twenty four.
0: Eleven twenty four. okay. Well, that's the time of death of the DeShane curse.
2: And the Montreal Canadiens season.
0: I think it is... Uh, for that gm in columbus i don't have the fucking i don't have the the the, the, the mindset to one okay they've got they would have got assets they would have got a loot for bob and bread as as you call them they would have got assets they would have got well, a, a it's high. how i called them because yeah, there's a, a
2: character limit yeah, on, exactly. on the quiz things.
0: however they would have gotten an absolute haul especially early in the year they waited the entire year the entire year they're going to they're going to lose them both for nothing which everyone last year a big big uh, big conversation with John Carlson in the in the Washington Capitals yeah. they thought they were going to lose him for nothing and it was a big well you can't just let a player of this caliber walk you've got to retain something ultimately they came to a deal like 2 days before the for the free yeah. agent window uh, but if they don't win last night and have they miss the playoffs it's a man signing his own fucking walking papers in, in, in Columbus. I, I don't know that. I, oh, uh, 100%. Uh, 100, you mortgage the future like that? You give. A, they don't draft until like the fourth
2: fucking round. Yeah. And
0: they don't make
2: the playoffs. Well, it's yeah. also, again, the other, the, here's the thing that I want to just make perfectly clear. I couldn't decide who I wanted to, like I, I I knew I wanted uh, the Rangers to win last night and I wanted yeah. it to come down to tonight. Okay. I couldn't tell you who I wanted to win tonight. Oh, okay, um, okay. Uh, I mean like in the sense that like I wanted both to lose.
0: I don't know. I've seen too I many. I wanted I've, both
2: I've, to lose and then Columbus just squeak in on the fucking uh, tie break. Yeah, I've,
0: I've seen too many bad news Bears movies to cheer. I guess you know I would have cheered for it's almost like the Bears <laughs> make it to the, the world whatever the Little League World Series yeah. is. And then the Ottawa Senators uh, counterparts of the guys That like they lost their pitcher because he was bullied or something joins the bad news bears, but somehow the bad team still wins. Yeah, I I think like I don't know. I grew up like loving Roddy
2: Piper, so I think part of me would have loved that. (laughs) but it's the senators and i mean yeah but i I, don't, I love the idea of the senators after the dumpster fire that is their season oh, Jesus. i loved 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 the idea of them playing spoiler and um, just like kind of shutting down the blue jackets well, tonight
0: one of my uh, one of my friends is uh, a, a, a sens a sens fan i guess we'll put an asterisk by it uh, and they were at the leaf sens game last saturday night and uh, they they uh, they sent me a few Instagram stories from there, and they they beat the Leafs. Of course, the Senators did, uh, and, and it was when the Senators played the Leafs' goal song. Oh, uh, no. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and yeah. and there was saddest, yeah, it was the saddest. Yeah, but it was the saddest message I got because we're like, this is our Stanley Cup this year, <laughs> and it was like that. They said it in the tone of like, I guess, joyous celebration. And I just kind of heard. I was like, "Oh, this is their standard. Yeah. This year, like, <laughs> Jesus. You know, you've well, got to get I, three past Garrett Sparks to celebrate. Like <laughs> oh man.
2: Oh, and that's a, that's another thing. But every year, my a buddy of mine, um, a buddy of mine who's a Sens fan, lives in Ottawa. Uh, a couple years back, when the Sens put the Bruins out, sent me like um. like two weeks after the series ends, I open up the mail. and There's a, a envelope that is just a Tim Hortons Senator's car- like that's branded. Pretty, yeah, that's pretty funny. And, and just like, ho- you know, hope this helps you cheer up. And it was two things. One was like, it doesn't because it's got the Senators on and it's a reminder. And the other is like, do you really want me to drink Tim Hortons coffee? What, <laughs> what fucking year did the Senators put it the was, It was in? like, it was, I think it was second round after they beat the Leafs that year. Was it 2013? Oh, and after yeah, they beat yeah, the Leafs, okay. they went out and played the Sens? yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. But you know what? Before... <laughs> Before we go on and talk about... uh, get a word from our sponsor uh, we missed one I skipped over one so oh. we're not halfway through like okay, I thought we were because okay, okay. we accidentally skipped one which was the Uber ride from hell over hashtag oh, Melnick we're out staying in the senator's garden and so just because this works out and is a somewhat seg- good segue before I like hit a goal buzzer sound um, the Uber ride from hell one with 62% and I think everyone is wrong I think oh, Melnick really? out is the is,
0: well it, Melnick out It. I it, think these
2: are the same conversation
0: well really. no it predates the Uber ride from hell but it really gives it gives a good look into right now i would not describe any part of the ottawa senators as a professional sports franchise i would i wouldn't <laughs> that's rough i know i DJ's honestly, good. i would there's there and the reason being is there is not nobody is behaving like a professional nobody mm-hmm. the players the coach uh, from what the players were saying at least i would have like that coach is still employed at least of what, what the, coach the, the what they were shit talking in the
2: Uber. Oh yeah, yeah. He's Boucher is still there. No, he, he's not. He got fired. He got fired two months ago. Mark Crawford's been the coach. Oh, you're right.
0: You're right. Jesus. Yeah. That,
2: we yeah. had a whole conversation yeah, about we this. Did. How
0: yeah, Mark Crawford. How Boucher's yeah.
2: look matched Melnick's personality as a Bond villain. Wait, so like we did. It was a whole so thing about did. that. Okay.
0: Well, I I digress. Uh, Mark Crawford's a goddamn professional, though. I'm not going to a shade at him. Yeah, but. It's Mark Fucking Crawford. Yeah. Show some goddamn respect. It's, yeah, no kidding. However, back onto my, you know, back on my bullshit. <laughs> the Uber ride from hell kind of painted the picture. So it's a few. It's I don't know six weeks after they traded Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson told them that they never had a fucking conversation with him about a contract after March of the previous year. Like that is the least and 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 I know that yes, well there's financials and there was a fucking investigation into harassment and all of this stuff but even once again I'm going to go back to the professional thing. they traded away uh, a player who was who who played well franchise player a franchise player. Two Well, not not even that. They traded away the problem first. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. They traded away the problem in an in a, I guess an act of appeasement yeah. to see if they could keep a, a band-aid, franchise yeah, player. Yeah. A band-aid. And they didn't even do the goddamn decency to say, like, okay, well, this is on the condition that you don't fucking move him to someone in our division. They got duped. Yeah. They got duped like an I I don't they got played like a <laughs> by a cheap con move, yeah, because like they, they got against, flipped instantly. Yeah, yeah. Instantly, it's like you're playing against a fucking video game,
2: like instead of an actual general manager. It's,
0: you see, so all you
2: know. But what's what's also super funny is that Hoffman was initially traded to the Sharks, which yeah. is where Carlson wound up. Ex- so yeah, even after that, yeah. even after that 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 flip yeah. of where we like trading them away. To the like, literally, the Pacific coast, so that you wouldn't have to deal with them, and then instantly flipping them back to the mm-hmm. east, so you got to see him a bunch. Then they still cut the deal where they like let Carlson go to there.
0: And even like, even the day of the Carlson trade, it's like, okay, well, there's a lot going on with Eric Carlson today. They put him in a fucking, a literal closet. They put him. At, they were like, "No, we, we, like it was the first or second day of fucking training camp. He wasn't on ice yet. They didn't have a deal that they were comfortable taking. He got. They got nothing for yeah, him. No. They got. I don't think he's going to stick around in San Jose either. I just don't think it works out like that. But they got nothing for him, and this guy's fucking sitting in a cupboard." their franchise player their captain is like what does that paint for the rest of the guys in that organization that it's like hang on well we, we don't have the deal completely the ink isn't dry so you're not allowed to go into the dressing room here's a fucking broom cupboard yeah stay in there and he was in there for like an hour and a half the media waiting they're like yeah you said you got a trade it's like well we thought we did but we're working on it Fuck. like geez, what a like it, it, to me so the uber we didn't even touch on the actual uber ride but how yeah. do you how do you not like every I don't think anyone on that in that ride got traded I don't think any like wasn't wasn't he Shane in there? He was at the very least. He, he, yeah. They dragged their heels on it the whole season at the very least. If, if And I know, I know the Uber guy is in the wrong here. He's he's the he's the real villain, you know, to try to extort a bunch of guys for just venting about. Imagine just fucking playing for this franchise. I'd be saying this everywhere I went. You'd hear me at the Duke talking to strangers being like, Jesus Christ, my coach is terrible. Yeah. Um, but at least, at the very least, a little bit of professionalism would be to sit them all for a game.
2: That yeah, sends, that something sends to a, send That
0: a sends a message to say, like, hey, you know, when you pull on this uniform, you're pulling on the the, the franchise of the Ottawa Senators. you got to uphold an image of respectfulness, of this, of that, whatever.
2: There was none of that. I mean, they had and a meeting. They had a closed-door meeting. And the other thing is that... Um... um yeah, it's just it's just like looking at a guy hauled up some stuff on the, on the thing and like the fact of the matter is is that yeah, these guys like they're in and we skip. So I'm pausing this. I'm going long on this fucker. Oh, no, we can't right, do. You, hang on. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a man all, of the rules. All I'm going to say here is that yeah, like these guys are in a city, they know that it's a hockey town. It's not like mm. they're playing Wherever, like you know, it's not like they're playing in some market where no one gives a fuck and no one knows who they are. They're in a hockey town. They're they're going around as recognizable player people, and they're being and they're talking about something that's in the media and in the zeitgeist that people are aware of. Well, it was
0: already the Melnick out stuff had already happened, so there was already a (laughs) lot of pressure on
2: uh, on all of this. And it was just, it was just bullshit. And with that, we'll take a minute to hear from our sponsor, Head Check Health. Uh, and then we're going to come back and get into some more of the biggest stories of the year as voted on by you, the people.
1: Concussions are serious business. Concussions and post-concussion syndrome had a huge effect on my career. Whether you're a player, a concerned parent, a coach, a risk manager, or an executive, they're a major area of concern. HeadCheck Health has developed software and services that improve the way concussions are assessed, tracked, and managed at all levels of sport. Their goal is to create a safer environment of play by giving better tools to the individuals responsible for documenting and assessing concussions and providing better data to administrators to make real health and safety improvements. HeadCheck currently works with organizations across the country like the Canadian Junior Hockey League, BC Hockey, Rugby Ontario, the Western Lacrosse Association, and more to advance their concussion management practices. If you're interested in learning more how HeadCheck can help your team or organization, please visit headcheckhealth.com or email info at headcheckhealth.com. That's headcheckhealth.com or info at headcheckhealth.com. And tell them TR sent you.
2: All right, and so uh, the next one that we have up uh, in terms of all of these stories <laughs> was the Western Wildcard versus the Eastern Wildcard, because I, I we, could I could tell that this was going to be a landslide. The, the Western Wildcard I did want to talk about more, uh, but <laughs> I think I think you can't talk with one without the other. Because here is the thing: is that there was points a little while ago mm. where we were talking about how the West was this fucking dumpster fire; mm. everything was shit. Um, Give their fucking last two spots to the East, you know, whatever. (laughs) That was my idea. That was your idea. I kept kept lobbying for that. But here's the thing is that at the end of the day, the West had the better race. When it came down to it, the East, by the time like this rolls around, Mm -hmm. the Habs, I think, have 10 points. On, on the 10th place team. So it came down to a, a three-horse race in the East, which certainly was fun. But the West actually had, up until like a couple days ago, had five or six teams still in the hunt. I think,
0: I think the East Coast, uh, Ray, the Eastern Conference, I won't call the East Coast because that's a, a league that we've got here. Hello, Growlers. Congratulations on the playoff clinch. Uh, looking forward to taking in a few games. <laughs> Uh, but but the Eastern Conference wild card I think was was such a obvious favoritism here in, in the polls because mainly because everyone had their eyes locked because of the Canadian team trying to get in. Yeah. On the West, like Vancouver was long since out. Edmonton. Edmonton b- technically was in into last week. Yeah. But they they, yeah. But let's be real. For yeah. You. Yeah. Like like uh, the Gord Lightfoot song for now. Love. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> um. The Habs came down, and it was very well fought. But not only that, it was a lot of uh, flip flopping on how the matchups would be. I know, just like a, a week ago on Monday, there was the possibility that if Toronto's losing skid kept going and the, the Habs didn't drop two games, yeah, they could have moved up and played Boston in the first round. Yeah, it, like that could have came down to tonight. Yeah, so the the East uh, th- th- to say it wasn't a close it race, was a dramatic was, race. It was More a dramatic race. Just, I'm just
2: disappointed.
0: I think everyone is. I think everyone is disappointed. Besides
2: the and small I mean, select of people in Columbus, and by the time anybody hears this, we'll, we're not only past the Saturday night game mm. that, as of right now, we're excited and looking forward yeah. to because it's Bob Cole's last last game. And as I unfortunately, as I stated to you last night in the text, nothing is happening. <laughs> um, but you know, beyond that. We're going to be, like, a game deep by the time this comes oh, out on yeah, Thursday. Uh, so the playoffs, oh, I think, start Wednesday night. So we're going to have a yeah, game yeah, in.
0: One one thing I will say about... I'm, I'm, the one thing I'm most upset about on this this uh, Eastern Conference race, the Habs, if they got in, they would have played Tampa without a doubt, in my opinion. If they'd got in, that would have been a, a, a wild series. Well, they fucking gave it to Tampa the other day. I minute. know, but not only that, it would have really prevented. We're gonna if, if it's if it's Tampa and Columbus, one hundred and ten percent. We're gonna have to deal with. I think Columbus is the most favorited afternoon playoff game series, and I can't stand that. I think that's. I think to have a team as good as Tampa as dominating as Tampa playing playoff hockey in the afternoons, which is gonna happen, especially maybe if it's Carolina. Uh, the H. Canes, it doesn't happen. Yeah. But when it's Columbus, I can guarantee at least if this goes to seven, somehow, by the grace of God, th- 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 for some reason, there'll be at least two games played in the afternoon, most likely on Sundays. And I think that's just, that's a, to me is a sign of
2: just a bad fucking playoff series. Well, it's just also just like a market thing, right? And it's just unfortunate that... You know, like it's true, like the Bruins, the Bruins Leafs is a primetime matchup. The, you don't think, the Penguins, the Penguins, um, Capitals is going to be prime a primetime time matchup. It's Penguins
0: and Islanders, actually. It's
2: Penguins Islanders. Yeah, okay. that's
0: not, that's also, that's got afternoon hockey written all over it for a different reason. They want Sidney Crosby on, you know, in the middle of a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. You know, whatever. I just think. The reason I, I, the reason I wanted this race to end up differently is because I obviously wanted the Habs making it for a couple of selfish reasons. In my mind, I feel that if the league makes more money, the cap goes up, the cap goes up, it's better for the Leafs. However, uh, I also feel that it's, it's nice to have uh, a Canadian team on every night in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I think you would have had the Tuesdays uh the, the playoffs start wednesday wednesday night game would have been the habs thursday night would have been the leaves leaves and Bruins take saturdays the habs all that they probably would have given the two game break i mean that's, that's likely
2: gonna happen because of the west anyway but it's gonna be later games but so that's, yeah well you know.
0: jesus i've got a day job i can't stay up and watching the calgary flames until 3 a.m every fucking night well, why
2: not it's the fucking playoffs man uh. You make it happen because it's the cup, Calgary. Calgary. Hashtag because it's the cup. Calgary doesn't do it. Hashtag for me. because it's the cup. Maybe if they wore, maybe if they wore those retro unis the whole playoffs. Okay, good. They announced like they're wearing those yeah. the whole time through. Bring the, the same the wa- thing. The, the the Hurricanes are wearing Sorry, the Mike, black who? ones. The Hurricanes. The who? The Hurricanes. The Hurricanes. The Hurricanes. The I got time. I oh. got time, buddy. I'm <laughs> Son of a it. bitch. I got the oh man. Oh, just get ready because <laughs> I'm gonna skip ahead soon. Oh, oh man. Oh, you'd best not. Um, so the next one up on our list was Ovechkin hitting 50 goals again, or Kucherov just destroying the points race. As of right now, um, this is the only thing Kucherov has lost all fucking year. (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's 55 for Ovechkin, over 45% for Kucherov. And, um... I think, you know, I got to ch- actually check because right now it is, f- oh fuck, it was 3-2 when I looked last time. Oh, what it, was it is now 4-2 for Tampa Bay oh, look over at the Bruins. Did Kucherov um, got anything? He probably got a lot. I'm gonna, I'm, that's what I'm going to check. It's cause you as check that, right I'm going to talk about Ovi. Okay, you do that. So one thing, going into this year is Elliot Friedman that brought up As that. of right now, Kucherov has 127, or no, sorry, I, I got to check assists. Hang
0: on. Uh, so going into this year, Elliot Freeman brought up in his 30 thoughts that it wouldn't be unheard of if Ovechkin had a long career, longer than normal that we've seen now, and held on and only declined a little bit he could pass Gretzky in goals. And when I read that, I thought it was the most ludicrous, insane thing. I was like, well, this man is clearly ready for hockey season to start, because this is a reach. Midway through, I, I think, uh, midway through January, we had uh, Newfoundland actor Mark O'Brien on the show. He brought it back up. Yep. Ovi was already 30 in then, yeah. and he, he had brought it back up, and he said, you know, he'd only have to play, and this was the thing, it's like, he'd only have to get 30 for another eight years. Mm-hmm. And he'd be within grasp. If eight years is a long time, especially with the decline, however, he'd only have to get thirty. He's got
2: fifty this year.
0: Yeah. You throw if and he, again if he, uh,
2: we talked about this. This is his eighth year getting fifty. This goals. This is
0: a fifty-goal season in an, in an NHL where scoring is obviously not as prominent as it once was. I I think at this point it's it's not. As laughable as it was, I, it's definitely not in... I'm not going to say it's within reach.
2: Also, he's only 33. Yeah, like, no one's playing until they're 40 anymore, though. That's the thing. Like, there's guys playing till they're 40 right now. There's 40-year-olds in the NHL right now. And... Name three. Roberto Luongo, Patrick Marleau, Zdeno Chara. Okay. Patrick
0: Marlowe is the only forward. Forwards don't last that long. I think Marleau just
2: turned 42. I think this is 39. Season. I think he's the same age. I think he's the same age as the boys. Yeah. but okay. that's the thing is like that's fine but that takes him to 41 at eight years of 30 at 30 so if he puts up another couple 50 goal seasons or like high 40s that cuts down again. in my opinion if he hits
0: 60 again and if he hits 60 again somewhere in here then we really got to sit down and talk okay well he's got 50 this year you know i think it was eight years or something at 30 goals he gets 50 this year, so that's one year where you only got to score 10 goals. If he gets 60 again, you got to really sit down and think, well, you know, if he hangs on, if he doesn't go off a cliff, we might actually see a guy. And that would be, one, I, 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 don't, know how, I don't know how hockey Canada and how, how Canadians and stuff like that, because there's always like... Alex Ovechkin, obviously, his career going up against Sidney Crosby the whole time, it's almost been a weird Soviet rebirth in which he's always been the, the villain, the bad guy, the he celebrates too much, he's hot-dogging, he's washed up too early, he's selfish you know, all of these things, and obviously a lot of it is because you know we had to watch him in international play, uh, and he, he was always a big threat, he was always a big yeah. threat to Canadian and international play. I just wonder how that would react. Like if you walk, I walked through the Hockey Hall of Fame exhibit a few, a few weeks ago, and I saw the net with fucking one puck for every one of Gretzky's goals. And, yeah, and I, I got thinking then, because it was shortly after we had that episode where we brought it up. I got thinking. I was like. Would they put it side by side? Would they, you know,
2: would they take the Gretzky exhibit out like that and just make it, or, or what would, would they? No, be? I think they. I think it, they should, like you know it can be something that gets added and would be I side just, by side.
0: I, it's a very when, when the season started, I thought that was a reach. It was like grabbing at
2: fog. Well, I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Um, Alexander Ovechkin. Yeah. Is currently ahead of Wayne Gretzky in goals per game. Yeah. Uh, Gretzky. The they're like neck and neck. Like yeah. Ovechkin is sixth all time. Only active player on the li- like only active player uh in the top sixteen. Well, we gotta be cutting close here. How many goals is he short by? Oh, uh, on the uh, right now it's saying six fifty eight. Gretzky has eight ninety four. Eight
0: nine four minus six five eight. Yep. 236
2: goals divided by say yeah it's, it's still
0: it's, it's still it's still 30 goals
2: okay so here's the thing it's um, but yeah so his current pace mm-hmm. is uh, .608 goals per game he's got to S- stay healthy and he's got to stick around for a long time
0: I, that's the most coach's quote I ever fucking was, gave in my that life. was there
2: speaking of though scoring's up uh-huh. uh, it was that or the Flyers goalie turnover and you guys wanted to hear about scoring being up
0: which, Which I am also upset about
2: but uh, I know cuz you wanted to talk about the goal, the Flyers turn we kind of well, snuck it in with yeah, Gritty we did yeah. we I, wanted, snuck to, I wanted in to there.
0: bring up the premise of Gritty playing goal <laughs> yeah, we well, got to it we got to it yeah we, we did i yeah. got
2: i got so far our only goal horn for it <laughs> there you go that's why <laughs> yeah <okay. laughs> Um, but yeah, it's scoring is definitely up. I mean, right now, as I said, we're watching some matchups happening this afternoon. Uh, I, for one, am kind of stressing out over this whole Bruins Tampa Bay game because even though stuff's set in stone, I still want the Bruins to fucking win. I uh,
0: the one thing about and scoring that game, being up- that
2: game is four to two early in the third. Now, like that's. Oh. Yeah. That's ex- you know six that's goals, high so even, six you know? goals. Uh, I I got a haircut today and I'm not bringing that up it's, because yeah no because I already I want... said nice haircut. I know I mean, you walked but in, I I, so my you uh, my, didn't have to bring it
0: up. My no I did and I'll tell you why my uh, this is my barber is uh, named Tim. He's a great guy. If you're in Saint John's looking for a haircut, <laughs> I highly recommend him. And uh, one thing he brought up to me is that just
2: hey Tim me, like who's Tim? Where is he?
0: Oh, is the uppercut barber on Duckworth? Okay, there you, there you go. go. You go. Like, yeah. Right. However. Uh, He's not a hockey expert but he watches hockey and the one thing he brought up was he wasn't pleased that scoring was as opposite as is because he felt it was a little disingenuous because they had to monkey around with the size of pads. And he just thought it was it was kind of a forced hand thing. He, I don't th- he, I don't think that's he, the
2: case at all well, because he he,
0: he just kind of and he he said he said well if, you know we, we we got talking and more or less he knows I'm a Leafs fan we got talking about mm-hmm. the playoffs and is more or less their goal drought and how they're yeah. having difficulty to score and he said you know and it's like yeah and it's like I watch these games now it's not even exciting. and he he, he literally made allusion to the score you just made. He's like you already got six goals banged in going into the third period. It's it's tough to convince yourself to watch a third and, yeah. it, unless you got a horse in the race. Yeah. And uh and that's the one thing he said. He said, "Well, you know, it's a little bit of course, scoring is up because it was down for a little while, and then Jamie Ben was winning heart Trophies with 83 points, so they had to do something, and they monkeyed around with the, 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 the gold inning equipment. I guess the only other option would be to make the Nets bigger, which they've been threatening to do, yeah, or but, less but, deep, or whatever the fuck they wanted the to do. With with the thing with the gold
2: equipment is that it's still, like, even with the reductions they've made this year, it's not as small as it was 30 years ago. Wow.
0: Yeah, but look how high goal scoring was 30 years exactly. ago. We had Robbie but, Brown banking But that's the thing in. is
2: if you're going to make the if you're going to make the excuse that scoring is up because they're making pads smaller, that's the that's that the whole point's and, moot if you're saying like well you can't match those numbers because yeah. the pads were so small. Well, no, but, but you can't fucking do that. The goal like athleticism is up in the league compared
0: to 30 years ago, too, especially in goalies. They're they're much more You didn't have well, you had butterfly a lot of guys didn't exist. Yeah, exactly. It changed everything. You definitely didn't have fellas who were pushing off on one leg and fucking diving across the entire net like that, you just Ben didn't Bishop.
2: Have it. Ben Bishop, if he flops, flops to his butterfly, pretty much covers post to post. Yeah,
0: exactly. So you know? I, I just
2: think I, I, I yes, scoring is
0: up because there was a fucking meeting where they sat around with a lot of people and said we've got to get scoring up. Mm-hmm. That's it's not any in, in my opinion. It's not anymore, and there's, you know, research and development camp will back that up. And that's it's fine, not but I'm, I'm okay
2: with that. I, I like I, scoring being up. I prefer, I, like-
0: I, I do like, a you know, a burn burner 8-6 or 8-7 game, but I'm a person who, if I go to a hockey game, even if it's my team, I like to see them taking shots for two periods. I yeah. like to see, I, I watch the defensive side of the game, so... If you've
2: ever watched, so you're just fucking boring, man. It, well, the well, whole point, well, if you ever thing-
0: watched a Leafs game with me, <laughs> you would know that I'm a defensive guy but because here, I, I I scream a lot when they're in their own
2: zone. You're not a defensive a defenseman; you're just a shitty skater. Um, so <laughs> oh, you that's know me that's so well, that's, no, that's a, a post from Beer League Talk that got posted in a group. Uh, I mean, I, I can hardly um, skate, but anyway, like my whole argument is like I don't care if it's, you know, like yeah, watching goals is fun. It's you know seeing a team put in eight or, or fucking six or, or whatever fucking is like I'm okay with that as long as it's a, I, as long as it's a like two goal game okay like, well, I, don't well, here's, here's I, don't I don't care I don't care I don't care about the, goals being uh, up as long as as long as both teams are and it's still a competitive game no, on the ice because
0: I don't fucking think if my team wins tonight eight seven yeah. going into the playoffs I don't have a takeaway of great game because we scored eight and allowed seven. That's me. I think that's a fucking terrible game you just played.
2: Arguably, yeah. Okay, that's probably a thing. But I still think uh, I I kind of I'm okay with it. Um, And where are we now? Oh, here we go. Uh, This one came down to a close one. It was between Tavares's career year in Toronto and the Isles not needing Jonathan Tavares. And I'm
0: glad. I'm glad that as much as I want, like I've enjoyed JT's career year. The Isles yeah. not needing Tavares one here, and this is one of. I'm gonna, can it, are we running? Is yeah, it, we're running. Okay, on. Yeah, okay. On. So i i was at uh, I was at my local pub a few weeks ago. Uh, if you listen regularly, you would know that's the Duke of Duckworth here in St. John's, Newfoundland. And uh, there was a table of, of fellas who were not hockey first fans. They were there to watch the Raptors game, but for uh, I, I believe it was <laughs> I believe it was the night the Habs were playing the Islanders, and they had that game on. So they were all speculating. They couldn't believe. They're like, "Yeah." They were like, "Well, geez, you know, this team is uh, this team was supposed to be dead last, and they they really aren't dead last now. They're doing great." <laughs> yeah. And they were like, "They were like, well, what what can it be?" And I guess. Not being hockey fans, they couldn't put their finger on it. Obviously, to me and you, it's obvious. It was well, Jesus! They got a new GM. Yeah. They went out and 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 not only found a good goalie in Robin Leonard, they made Robin Leonard a good goalie. Yeah, yeah. yeah they definitely. really, really did a good job they rehabilitating him. They gave him. him, they gave him an opportunity exactly that he absolutely cashed in on. Yeah. And then finally, the last one. And this is what they focused on mostly. Uh, well, obviously, there's the they lost John Tavares. Yeah. Which was the, that was what they focused on. Um, but obviously that the, the real feather in the cap is they went and picked up Barry Trotz, yeah. who won the Stanley Cup. Last year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they went and found, so obviously that the people who follow hockey, as is painfully obvious as Barry Trotz, but they went around and they said, well, you know, it's definitely that Tavares guy. It's definitely. And then a couple of guys were like, well, no, it, you know, he's having a career year too. Yeah. So it can't be. And they said, well, you know, maybe it was too much about him in Long Island that it's not, which is, and, again,
2: in Toronto, it was all about him in the summer. I and, mean, the and pajama Boys stuff. But I completely agree with that. I completely agree with the idea that sometimes... Yeah somebody is taking up too much of the air in the room.
0: It could be. I, there and was an I article think, that came out that like the ownership was really relying on him. They've been texting him and asking what the players want, what the players need. He didn't like that.
2: Yeah. And I mean, that's stupid. They shouldn't but, do that. But one, But um. But I look at it kind of like this. Uh-huh. Is um, I grew up in an industry town. Okay. Right. Um, so die. Yeah. So I grew <laughs> up in an industry town where for probably the last 15 years I lived there, there was this looming dark cloud that that industry was going to leave that town. It left mine, and then, <laughs> and then, what was going to happen if that industry left the town? Jesus, are you talking about when they canceled Salmon Fest? <laughs> Salmon <laughs> Fest is still going strong, but it was the whole thing was about the paper mill, and it was is you know is the paper mill going to leave? And that was pretty much fifteen the last fifteen years I lived there, and everybody was kind of worried about making moves and certain things just. Everybody was kind of like it seemed like there were a lot of choices that were made in the community that were based on. We don't know what's going to happen when this leaves. And then 10 years ago, the mill left. And guess what? The town's doing fine because a bunch of other smaller industries have come up now and are supporting that town. Um, it's It's got a bunch of services and all those things. And I think that's the case of what happened with the Islanders. Good, so, good much of it, so much of it was like, oh, we're a team that is John Tavares's team. And, oh, no, we can't do anything without John Tavares. And when John Tavares leaves town, all those other guys go, you know, we're a fucking hockey team, too, right? And they step up, and they form a team, and they get their shit together. Do you think Anders Lee stays I don't know.
0: I don't think Anders Lee stays. I, I think know. he gets. A, I think he gets a, an offer he can't refuse. The one thing that those guys all focused on, but though, I, I they think rank it might also be the
2: first time that the town of Grand Falls-Windsor has been compared, compared to New York, to the New York Islanders. Islanders. That's a
0: good, the good call. Yeah. The one thing I'm going to leave it on this. They tried to rank the importance of coaches in all of the major four sports leagues. So it was hockey, basketball, yeah, yeah. football, and all that. And they literally were like, "Well, I don't think a hockey coach does anything."
2: Oh, those guys are dumb then.
0: Well, it's not that they're dumb. They're just not hockey people. Yeah. But uh, there was a couple people at the table who, and I, I didn't even. I was Just literally sitting there waiting for my friends to show up. Just people listening like a fucking creep. And uh, you know they, they, well, yeah. But they were like, well, they had it ranked. I think baseball because it's a manager, but on the opposite thing, each fucking position in baseball is a coach. Yeah. uh, To but
2: but a manager, I I like I I like. Man, like, to me, in the National League, the yeah. manager is one of the most interesting well, they, positions. They, like they had either. it
0: ranked baseball, football, basketball, hockey. And I, I honestly think it was, you know, they were close. I think a football coach is fucking in, insane. Like, yeah. any, any coaching position. Yeah, I, I just think a football coach is insane. Uh, I, I can't weigh in on basketball. But I do know that uh, a hockey coach makes, obviously, you've seen it time and time again. If you follow the NHL, all the difference in the world. We spent two segments of this talking about coach changes.
2: Oh, crap. By the way. <laughs> but long yeah long. it was but only by a couple seconds okay. so I'm going to pause it so we can finish off that th- you can finish off your thought just because that was it that's, that's all I wanted to well, do but we uh-huh. also started that one late so we actually do okay. have another another 15 seconds if you want to okay no we're good
0: okay you didn't <laughs> no I finished my thought I was just
2: <laughs> like I said two segments about this were about coaching and yeah. uh, it's, it's very alright alright fine Um, so let's move on to the next one then and that was um, actually no fuck it I'm going to leave that one to the last um This one is uh, McDavid sounding off on Edmonton versus Doughty gets (laughs) mouthy, which is kind of... I I just loved being able to use that one.
0: Well, if you listen to Tuesday, we talked on Drew Doughty, and he he didn't win this poll, but we got it in there. Yeah, and so Um,
2: McDavid uh, wins this one with 67%. I think this is, like I said a little while back, we were going to come back and talk about Mm. the Edmonton Oilers, and I think Connor McDavid has reached a point where he's four seasons in now, so he's 22, I guess, Yeah. 22 years old, and he is realizing that the next five years of his career are kind of the peak years of his career, and he is going to send, spend them in the basement with the Edmonton Oilers. I think this next year coming up is,
0: is make or break. I think this, is, uh, this next year coming up... Is either the one where there's a, a looking? I I think there's a lot of change going to happen this summer at Edmonton to the point where uh, I I read uh, I I think I brought Good up, for you I uh, I think I brought up Elliot Friedman's name at least three times yeah. this episode yeah but one thing he had mentioned again and and, and he's he's one of those hockey writers that I uh, I really really when he writes something I read it and when he says something I listen to it one thing he alluded to is that not only are Edmonton taking their time with this GM search. They're even asking, like, league officials to be like, hey, is there anyone that's out of work that you would recommend? Yeah. That's how – because I I, I think – if Connor McDavid gets traded out of the or demands a trade out of the Edmonton Oilers, it's not just a team issue; it's a league issue. Yeah, I think it's it. It really is. It, it's seismic. Um, and I don't think, And I think
2: it's because the tempo and and the climate and the culture of hockey has changed. It's, it's, because uh, you think back to like the Gretzky trade and what oh the yeah, Gretzky that's trade. That's why was.
0: It's, That's why it becomes a league issue in my but opinion.
2: But I think I think the bigger thing then is that. We're at a point where, like, look at a Sidney Crosby.
0: Mm. I mean, where Crosby
2: I mean, came in and was that franchise player, that yeah. generational franchise talent that came in and is the franchise player for the Penguins. And he's won three cups with them, and he's turned them around, and he's made them a perennial contender. They're the 13th straight year they're in the playoffs. And that's all fucking fantastic. And, and, but the fact of the matter is, is Connor McDavid it's supposed to be that same fucking player. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm not saying the league gets involved to say like you can't do this. You no, can't I'm hire that. No, lo- I'm right saying right now they're, they're setting him for up for a reference. You yeah. know, you, who do you, you would you use this guy as a fucking job reference is what I meant by yeah. the league getting involved. However, we haven't seen this before. We haven't seen so we've 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 seen the Sydney Cross, We've seen the Alex Ovechkin. We've seen we haven't seen that not just a great talent, but a generational uh virtuoso hockey talent go down this fucking hard traveled path of <laughs> disappointment after disappointment after disappointment it almost feels like that scene in the in the movie Moneyball ball with billy bean is a billy bean yes yeah, billy bean's yeah. career is unraveling before it ever yeah. fucking begun and he's cracking bats off and all this yeah. stuff however it's not the player the player is doing everything he can and it's just the the the, the team the team culture and, and Edmonton is not an easy city to play in or really live in. It's no. a very Northern climate. It's it's, 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 it's
2: far away from everywhere. Like it's your travel far away, is, it's is travel. So, I it's mean, heavy. And you're, in, if, and you're and and the other thing is that I think it's only Edmonton, Winnipeg, Calgary, and Colorado. And I think that are all in that same time mm, zone. And I know everybody and else is in a different time it's, zone. It's, when it's you travel. not
0: a, it's, it's not a, it's, it's, it's uh, it's not a great city. I'm not going to say it's not a great city to live in because I've never even visited and I've got friends that live there and they fucking love it. But if you've got all of the shark bite of a Toronto when everything's going wrong yeah. in the media and all of that, and you've got a harsh winter climate and you've got just a longer travel schedule than any yeah. other team, and you've got a front office that is just fucking... Really struggling. I'm not gonna say boneheaded. I I wouldn't be able to run a fucking hockey franchise, but you really gotta think if you're this generational talent and this virtuoso. You- you're on a short leash at this. And, and, and that's as big as a blow-up as we've ever gotten from McDavid. Yeah. And it wasn't even a blow-up. It was like a defeated sigh. He just looks so sad. He's starting to age like William uh, H. Macy, for Christ's sake. <laughs> I mean, we've all seen the memes.
2: Yeah, it's just... And, and the thing is, is that, yeah, you're seeing this kid who is just an incredible talent. We haven't seen the script, the script, the the, the script is not supposed to go
0: like this. It's supposed to be, he lifts the cup at 22. Not like, not like, well, Jesus, you've, you've only been in the playoffs once. Has he even won a playoff game? Uh, he won a
2: series. They won a series? The one time, the one time they made it to the playoffs, they got to the second round. Okay. All right. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, and that was the, oh, the tides turning, everything's great. And now they miss the playoffs a lot in the next, like the next two years. And so that's the thing about them is that I feel like we are likely not as many pieces away in Edmonton as uh, I don't think they're going to raise a cup in the next year, but I think they're back. They could get back in the playoffs next year. And I think there's a couple key pieces that they need for that. And I think that those pieces are, Oh, sorry. I can't explain it to you. There <laughs> You're
0: not getting hired. <laughs> what a cop out. I saw yeah. him looking at the clock.
2: No, it was, uh, it's just that, that situation where, uh, I think that, yeah, I think I think the Edmonton Oilers are, are a couple pieces away, and I think that those pieces aren't as hard to get as it's being made out to be, but at least not the pieces that they need on the ice. Yeah. And then there's some cultural things that need to happen there, and I think that's the bigger concern in Edmonton right I now. I think it goes from, I don't think they're I'm, as far away from the pieces they need on the ice as they are the pieces that they need around the ice. I don't know if I'm a pessimist, but I think it goes from bad to worse. All right. Uh, the last one that we're going to talk about that was one of our official polls um, is was between the Carlson trade and the Nylander holdout. Am I saying that right? Is it yeah. Nylander or Nylander? Oh. Uh, ha, always going to make that joke. Um, so uh, in the Nylander trade, one or Nylander holdout, sorry, one with 66%. So let's get talking about this, because here's the thing. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, uh, do, Charles, do you remember where you were? <laughs> I
0: was. I was at, uh, I, I was at the Republic. No. Nope. Huh? No, it wasn't the Republic. The, the, embassy. the embassy. We were Close at the embassy. Enough. We were on our way to a yeah, Growler's somewhere. game. Yeah, it was, we were at the embassy in the back corner booth. I was eyeing what they call the uh, the
2: the,
0: what, the Irish float. What is it?
2: The Murphy's float.
0: The Murphy's float. I was eyeing that, but it didn't really seem like a good call to it make. It was. A,
2: it was. I've had two of them. Yeah. Now. Okay. They're it's good, Still but. on
0: my list. I'm going to wait until it's summer. And anyhow, <laughs> yeah. it was a few minutes till that deadline looming, um, and and that's when it ended. And we went to see a Growler's game, and we had some beers there afterwards. A great bar. If you're ever down right across uh, from mile one in St. John's, go check it out. It's Mike's, uh, it's Mike's version of the Duke. I'd say. Well, the
2: Duke is also my version of the Duke. Oh, yeah, I sure love the Duke, enough. but I also love the embassy and that's the thing. But here's the, here's the thing with the, with that's where we were. We were together. Yeah. It was nice. It was, it was actually, I think obviously it was like while we were talking about this, we yeah, hadn't launched the one podcast of the first
0: times we brought it up. Yeah, was, yeah. It was
2: cause we were kind of going back and forth a little yeah. bit about starting the podcast yeah. and getting Terry in and all that kind of thing. But anyway, um, more than that, and more than like where we were when he finally fucking signed, I think that, yeah, this has dominated a conversation for too long. yeah, too long and I think I'm, that's I'm, fair. but I think I think the problem is is that you have to expect that if you're William William Nylander and you put your foot down or the people representing you put your foot put their foot feet down and make this big deal, then you better fucking show well, up.
0: Well, here's the thing. I know that everyone obviously picked apart the player because it's easier to do. I do know that there was all kinds of talks of what he was expecting and what he was demanding and what was offered and all that. We're never, I'm not in the room, so I'm never going to know. I also – well, one thing I will know is that with the letter of the CBA and the situation that the Toronto Maple Leafs are in – the team-friendliest option was making him wait because of how the cap hits are structured. Yeah. So a little bit of foreshadowing would have said, like, okay, well, if there is one player that you have to do this to to get him signed, it's him. If there's one player that you have to do this to, it's going to be him. You're not going to do this to Austin Matthews. No. You're pro- like I tell you, if they
2: do it to Mitch Marner... They're not doing it to Mitch that's Marner. That's a set of balls. Because here's the thing. Before it ever happens, Marner to get offer sheeted.
0: But here's the thing about the offer... And everyone kept bringing that up. There's an offer sheet coming. There's an offer sheet coming. There's an offer sheet coming. you got to sign it. You've got to sign it. That's the I, that's that's the one thing I keep... the there, in, fuck, in our lifetime, there's been... I don't know how many talks of offer sheets happening, but there's only been two actually signed. The player has got to want out. That's the thing. Yeah. That's and I don't think for a second that William Nylander really ever wanted out in Toronto. Yeah, but, uh, and but uh, I don't uh, think for a second that Toronto really ever were going to trade him, but I do but think But the other thing is that it never seemed like he
2: wanted in and that's
0: the I thing no, I don't think so. I think every part of me thinks that every contract they were offering him was in the fives. I think that every one of them And that's fine. I don't know.
2: what's he tracking at? Like what's he tracking at his potential?
0: He's going to be a top line. He's top six for sure. Top six, but like six. Point, what's cap, his points?
2: What's his point get? Like what's he going to? What's numbers, his career average? Point I'm not yet? a
0: numbers guy, but I think since 2015, he's got more points per game than any of the other big three. It's definitely down now because of this season, but his points are his numbers are better than what anyone gives him credit for. Uh, however, if you sign on a five, if you sign on a five this year, the cap's going up. It's going to go up for a bit this summer, but next summer, when when uh, Seattle's in the league, it's going to jump a high number. A five becomes what fellas on your third and fourth line are making, and so is William Nealan, and he's locked in for seven years. I think it was a courtship that we know we're probably going to come to this deadline because of the cap situation that it comes with, and I honestly think, and 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 I think that's when 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 Kyle flew over and they spoke to him. I think that's kind of where it's – that was maybe a vocal conversation they had. Listen, this is not – I don't think they said this is your best offer, but this is the last offer we're going to give you for a while, and we're going to let you sit on this. And I think it's unfortunate that it was the league fucking narrative – it was the Leafs narrative all fucking season when he came back. You've got all these people that are always, oh, it's his dad, his dad. For some reason, they brought Michael Nylander into it, uh, and, and obviously, it's, uh, there's always the narrative that he fucked up the locker room chemistry because he's making more money than
2: he should. Yeah. I don't think that's... They're all a fucking union and a brotherhood. Yeah, I, I, and honestly, that's all the more reason. I think... I And Terry would have a lot to say about that. Yeah, yeah,
0: I think they they wanted him to say, okay, well, listen, if you're taking five, that fucks me from getting ten. Yeah. I don't think anyone says, oh, if you're taking five, that means they can only offer me ten. Uh-uh. They're the, they're, the, they're the Toronto fucking Maple Leafs. They will find a way. They have before... Yeah. If it comes down to it, it, it might be shelving Patrick Marlowe, which would be a kind of a shitty way to see his career go out, or they might trade him back to San Jose for a year, What will Ron have? or maybe he retires yeah. and moves to a coach, I don't know. However, I, I think it was just the bullshit narrative that he somehow, by him, in my opinion, we don't know what they were offering him. Yeah. We don't know what those contract numbers were looking like all right I, up until the last All I know is we've gone way over time. He's yeah. only
2: a sixty-point scorer, sixty-one twice in his two out of his four years, including this year. And uh, is
0: Matthew's career number out. His Matthew's career high is not. I don't think he's hit seventy yet. I'm
2: gonna, I'm gonna yeah, look right and, now, and he's
0: making nine point five. So I mean, it's just I. I <laughs> I, I just don't get it I don't I, I guess uh, you gotta, 72 this yeah. year
2: 69 his first year okay. 63 last year yeah, I, I um, actually, and 63 and 62 games last year 72 was, and 67 games this year he's got he's doing all right he's um, doing all right was, and no, I just don't understand why it was so easy to to really vilify a guy and there's two reasons I'm really excited to do this. <laughs> <laughs> One is it means that we're done talking about William Nylander and his Hopefully fucking holdout out.:' I'm never going to bring
0: it up. I hope nobody ever brings it up again. I hope I don't ever read a fucking Facebook comment about Willie's money
2: or anything like that again. The other thing I'm really excited about <sighs> is that we ran a bonus poll <coughs> because it was determined... That Charles is no longer allowed to say H. Canes <laughs> because I hate it. Can,
0: can I tell All you where this you comes from? Can no. I at least, can I give the background of the H. Canes? Okay. All right. I've got two really close friends. Uh, Zach Power and Tyler Bretton. I don't think they listen, so they can't be that close friends, so fuck them. Well, why
2: the fuck are you name-dropping them if they're not even uh, listening? Uh, I don't care. But
0: anyway, well, if you want to give me shit for using the h canes, give them shit. Look them up. They're on, they're on Facebook. They're it's, on it's not like I'm just going to
2: throw out John Barrow's name because he's constantly like, why don't you mention me on the podcast?
0: Oh, yikes. <laughs> you should, I leaned into that one, didn't you? <laughs> yeah.
1: I kinda, Anyhow, I there's, two, there's
0: two nicknames that I absolutely I kept saying that stop that. That's not gonna happen. That's not gonna stop making that. Number one is H. Kane's. Number two, that's that's gonna be the last time I say it. That's actually the least worst one. The second one is uh Tyler is a Dallas Stars fan. He calls the stars the S Rats.
2: That's how you say stars backwards. The S rats. Okay. On that note, there were four options for what <laughs> Charles, now that we've decided that Charles could never call them the H canes again. Um, the options we gave people to choose as to what he would now call the team is the relocated Whalers Club.
0: Which I wish I really
2: wish it won. It came close. Uh, Carolina's hockey team. The Canes, without the H, just the Canes. As we're we're
0: walking a tight rope there.
2: Or a bunch of jerks. And that's the landslide from what I'm looking at and, here. I uh, really, this was a three-horse race. A uh, bunch of jerks won with 50% of the vote. The Canes came in second at 26. And relocated Whalers Club was 21%. Oh, um, so close. This had some debate, though, all the same. There was a couple people, Katie Caldwell, who... Uh, has been uh, a big supporter of the show. Uh, she said, "I vote we revoke the band and H Kane stays." And then I kind of I got a, l- a little bit upset about <laughs> that. And hit <laughs> caps lock as I replied, "You're not helping. You're also outnumbered." Uh, um, but there's been a couple people who are like, "Hey, H-, H Kane's maybe no, it's I'm gone. Trying, I'm it's trying gone. To we're remember, done."
0: A couple of people have, have and now heard, and now we call them a bunch of jerks. Yeah, a bunch you of jerks. Call,
2: I'll call them the Canes all I want. Okay, you have to call them a bunch. There's of jerks.
0: There's a couple people I want to bring up. Uh, <laughs> Na- Nasher is one of them on Twitter. He. He's, he always picks up on whenever I used to use that old nickname for the bunch of jerks and and just telling me to cut it out. Uh, there's my good buddy uh, Benson would always he'd, he'd send a text that was almost cringy whenever you hear it. Yeah. So I'm sure he'll be relieved to be listening. It's all over. They're a bunch, bunch of, jerks. of jerks. So there's bunch a bunch of jerks. It's a bunch of fellas that are glad to know I'm going to be calling them a
2: bunch of jerks. Yeah. And we're all very happy about it. And that was kind of it for our big poll. We went through twelve of those, uh, twelve or thirteen of those, plus the bonus. Um, what, what are we clocking at here? This must. come. Oh, been... it's not too bad right now. We're okay. hour twenty. Oh,
0: that's, that's which a... is
2: kind of late for us. Yeah, no, which kidding. is why um, there's uh, two honorable mentions that I want to uh, bring oh, up things okay. things that uh, we talked about putting in a poll and we didn't. Uh, one was uh, the uh, one of them was. The everything that went on with the the women's hockey this past week. Oh yeah, uh, that was something we were gonna. We decided to kind of stick to NHL storylines, uh, uh. but that was, and I mean, that was arguably one in that the CW, uh, hl folded. Uh, the NWHL uh, got a top up because the NHL makes an annual investment of fifty thousand dollars in each league. They announced when the CWHL folded that they would continue that same investment in women's hockey, but now the full hundred thousand was going to be going to this the one league. Um, and uh, with that also came the announcement that uh, the NWHL was going to be expanding into two of the former CWHL markets. And so Toronto, Montreal, Toronto, and those, Montreal, those are unaware of the, the two Canadian cities. And I'm hoping that Calgary gets in soon. The Inferno won the uh, won their championship this year against Montreal. And uh, I'm so I'm hoping that they get back in, the, in that league oh. soon. But um, the bigger thing I think is that I think this is a good step. As much as it sucks that the league folds, I think them having one league – is the best... A merger. A merger, merger, yeah, merger would have been ideal, but having it happen this way... In and, and, and my opinion, still I still works, think I it's
0: think. kind of a merger. It, one folds, and then it's it's only folded for a day until they take on two franchises. I don't think they're going to take on every franchise all at once. No. A lot of people, and, and I, I'll, I'll say this, a lot of people are like, well, the NHL hasn't upped the ante on anything. I think they will. I think it's, it's a matter of time. However, the one thing I don't like about all of this is... This adds the narrative that I I know it's it's going to happen. So there's there's it's a shoestring budget. Mm-hmm. I would hate to see everybody who's who's working in a in an office capacity and a management capacity of this league put this pressure on the talent who are underpaid as is. Yeah. Put this pressure on all the talent saying, well, you know, we're trying to make this work. You've got to take less. Yeah, and that's the one thing. And everyone said well, this is a great feel-good story, and it is. And I, 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 I do think that the NHL should have stepped up the financial contribution given the situation. However,
2: you I, I and, of, and I think it's something that they can in the future. In the future and the they other can. thing is that having being condensed to a single entity as a mm. single league mm. will make that a little bit easier for them. Because next year, if they want to go to, you know, one hundred and fifty thousand, it's not like they got to go. Seventy five thousand per league or whatever they can no. make those incremental like, like steps in their in the contribution to the one I, league. Now
0: I think that the one thing before you opening up, I because I I think anytime you do a situation like that where a league is on a brink, yeah. you get the pressure going downward to the talent and the yeah. talent makes the league. Before you open up the checkbooks and give to the people that are running this league, you got to make sure that they're the right people running this league. Are they promoting this right? I'll I'll tell you this much. They're not as active online as most sports leagues that you would know. Yeah. I know the, Ameri- the there's in America they have the NFL and they had the uh, the A A F L.
2: Yeah, they were very active online, and I, I you know, they folded recently. Yeah. Uh, no, the- but again, I think, I think all like I, I think that. The funnel that this creates is going to help all those things.
0: I, I think after an assessment, I think there's going to be somebody. It's somebody's job controlling money that goes to that league of the NHL is, is, is going to watch this league and assess. Okay, yeah, the, maybe these are the people to run this league and 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 rise it. So we give a little more. And 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 I think big, I just don't want this. I don't want to be reading stories in 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 January where all of these players are fucking taking pay cuts. I really don't want to, and I, it sets and,
2: it, I feel it sets and, it and up. And here's the other thing. I don't uh, like, let's, that's not like, I don't see that fucking happening. I do. <coughs> that's the first thing I thought. I was like, yeah, well, but you're apparently pessimistic. You're a Leafs fan. You're already expecting <laughs> it to lose in five games. Um, but here's my thing is that um, with all, all the good things that happened with women's hockey this past year, mm-hmm. with Kendall coin, uh, Sheffield, um, skating in in the skills comp and even the talk of that and about what the women's league having a bigger presence at the all-star weekend that's going to raise visibility of the league and all that kind of stuff i think making it a single league makes those kinds of things easier i think it allows especially it being the nwhl it's clearly the national women's hockey league it's mm-hmm. Um, so the name, there's some even name parody there. Um, there's a bunch of things like that that I just think this move makes easier to expand that game and get it a little bigger and hopefully help it find more of an audience because the women's game is fantastic. Um, and it's yeah, it's a fast game that they they've figured they've found a really good mix in which there's still some physicality in the game even though there's no like official body contact mm-hmm. like they, they're they're starting to find all those things that you're seeing. And the other thing is that it's A pure fucking league. We were talking on Tuesday's episode with Terry and Terry was talking about metrics and load management and all that kind of Mm. stuff. And players just opting like in other leagues, like talking about basketball and stuff, players just opting to sit out games for load management or, oh, or it was kind of hinted that there's a solid chance that, you know, some players because certain leagues go on a per game basis for Mm for stats that they're just trying to sit out games to try to up those averages per game and all those kinds of things. But here's the, here's something that I think says a lot is Marie-Philippe Poulin is injured. She's the captain of Les Canadiens de Montreal Mm -hmm. who played and lost in the championship for the Canadian women's hockey league. She's also the captain of, I think captain of team Canada right now. and, um, in both the championship game, but also in um, there's a women's world tournament happening over like the last week. Mm-hmm. Even though she was injured, she dressed in full gear, skated warm up, and sat on the bench. Wow! Because she wanted to be there and wanted to be there to support her team, and I think that's the purest fucking thing in hockey, and I commend her for it. And I that's why I want to see this league do well and, and and hope that the expansion and and the like. "Quote unquote merger works."
0: I, I spent some time. Um, for anyone that is like, "Well, women's hockey," you know, because you're going to get a few guys turn their nose up. I spent Those a lot of time. Suck. I spent a lot of time in Fredericton, and in Fredericton, when I was there, um, they had the UNBV Reds, and that was not just a good team, but a dynasty. Uh, also, they. I, I think and I'm not mistaken. I think that they might have. Clawed away from the women's program. It was, a, I think it was a national news story. They clawed away from the women's program to kind of funnel into the men's for a while there as well. Um, CIS hockey, I will say that it's it's worth the price of admission if, if you're in a university town yeah. that has uh, a CIS
2: intramurals league. Go check it out. I'll um, say one thing. We didn't run a timer on this one. So yeah. I didn't think so. There we go. Um, but then the other story, the one of the, the well, there's two other ones that kind of one came in really late.
0: I, I don't, yeah, there's one you brought up at the <laughs> lunch. I don't want to talk about that. You don't one. want
2: to talk about anyone? I don't want to
0: talk. I, I don't want to talk about Brad Marchand's Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Fuck Brad Marchand. I'm in, I'm in playoff mode and I don't want to talk about Brad Marchand.
2: Well, I've talked about the Leafs a fucking bunch. Yeah, all right. Let's talk about Brad Marchand's Twitter. Well, it was just Twitter. that was, that was the thing. It was Brad Marchand's Twitter and Brad Marchand. And what I love about Brad Marchand's Twitter is that it feels like, um, all the parts of his game that he's essentially kind of he's cleaned up a lot of his game that we've seen I mean the playoffs is a different animal mm-hmm. and he's a different animal like during the playoffs people. um but during the regular season he has been a bit of a different player than he has historically been known to be and I love that in a time in which he's done that he still seems to have the need to be a bit of a pest and a troll and instead he's taking it to a Twitter account I just, and it's like I, picking I fights with teammates and shit just to be funny.
0: I don't th- well it's funny how he's picking fights with teammates now after he, he posted that one about a <laughs> it, I, all stayed, I did. it all
2: stayed in house after that. I think Somebody fucking spoke. No, he already had he already had it going with Krug before that. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I just he, I, he tore it into fucking hags like uh Joe Haggerty. Like he I took saw it into, that yeah. one. I, I, so, was, I mean like I love I, I love that he's doing that. I, uh, I just still don't think I still don't think the Marner thing is quite what you think it is, but it's still <laughs>
0: funny ha- as fuck to me. The Haggerty one, like, I don't even think, like, a lot of them I don't really find. I, I, some of the Tory Krug imagery based ones I found funny. The Haggerty one I just found really fucking rude. I, I just, of all, you know, I, I just, I was like, wow, Jesus Christ, man. What a fucking little bastard.
2: Well, no, I mean, it was it was in response to, I can't remember if it was McAvoy. I think it was McAvoy um, that Haggerty like, you know, stretched, chirped, yeah. stretched for a hot take yeah. and came up with, like, oh, Charlie McAvoy uh, is not bro- very good. You know, the Bruins <laughs> yeah, are better without yeah, him and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And, um, and Marchand jokingly came back with, like, What the fuck are you talking about, Hags? Like you spend you're not even watching the games, you're up by the snack bar, which I thought was hilarious. And the other thing is that I'm learning more and more like it happens to me more and more, but just like like chirps and and jokes, you know, they miss in 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 texts and Twitter and things. And uh and yeah, and I think that was a case of that. And I think kind of the I think there was definitely like a pot stirring thing with the with the Marner stuff. But yeah, I, I think Marshawn's Twitter's fun. I like it. Uh, I think and it's I, I think it's it's. And I just and I like that. It's, it's all right for humor. It's not great content. He's I think not, uh, I think in relation to what what like and how it's come up at a time when he's been trying to clean up his game on ice a, a bit. I think it's just kind of funny that it feels to me like he's just trying to divert that 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 um that shitty energy elsewhere. Fair. And I like that. What was that last one we have? We have one it more? was Sparky. Oh, we already
0: talked about that on Tuesday's We episode. talked about it
2: on Tuesday's episode, but you stated that you had wanted to go a little bit deeper on some stuff. Yeah. So I was uh, kind of circling know. back if, if you, you wanted to. If you wanted want to drop, I don't know. And if- I mean, by, by, by the time this is happening on Thursday, there's probably, like, by the time people are hearing this episode on Thursday or later chances are there's a lot more information out yeah, about what the fair. fuck is what going not, on. Well, he's,
0: he's, he has, they, they announced afterwards he's gone away for 10 days, 12 days to work with. His his season's effectively over, and they more or less removed him from both locker rooms. Oh, the one thing that I didn't get to on Tuesday's program that I kind of wanted to, but, uh, I mean, it was already three hours long, and there's only so <laughs> many fucking words we can each get in. Yeah, Gerard Sparks won a championship last year, um, and by way of that, he also had a great preseason, which I mentioned on Tuesday. And by way of that, they had to make a decision. The decision they made, well, you know, in hindsight, it, it didn't pan out right. He didn't have a great year this yeah. year. He didn't uh, – but the, there's other issues here. Because of they made that decision and he, he had a slow start, he had a rocky couple of first games – and because the guys that they let go went on to have great, well, Picard didn't, but McIlhenny went on to uh, the bunch of jerks, aka the Carolina Hurricanes,
2: and had people uh, know who the bunch of jerks are. Yeah, you don't e- need to clarify. Know,
0: he had a, he had some great career high numbers, uh, and he, he's a you know he's a, he's of the age of a backup. A lot of people, there was a lot of chatter. Of, you know, Garrett Sparks is nothing. He's useless. He's this, he's that. And I'm not, I don't know what these guys' practices are in terms of the media and how much content they digest. I do know, I mentioned on Tuesday's program that Garrett Sparks is a bit of an online personality he mm. did have a run in with you know going back and forth with a fan that got him suspended once upon a time on top of that he didn't see the crease much because of this he did get injured there for a bit and they had hutchinson kind of steal a little bit of thunder there and he, the opportunity he had didn't pan out for uh, for this season whatsoever and on top of all that they go and trade uh, away josh levo and that, he took to Twitter and he took the to Instagram a couple of times talking about how much of a, an impact that it, that it had. And I'm not going to go on and be like, well, poor poor this, poor that. You know, you got to feel, I made a lot of jokes about Garrett Sparks on Twitter. Trust me. Uh, I, but I, I do, you know, <laughs> I feel bad. I wouldn't want to be in this guy's position whatsoever. Mm. I imagine that it's not, he's not having any fun regardless any any i don't think he's having i don't think he's feeling like himself he's not having any fun i think it's a very telling uh situation of the time that we live in in which that you know this is something that is happening where it's like okay you know what we got to get you away from the game we got to get you away from, we got to you know we got to make sure you take care of yourself we're going to get you working with some people whether it's coaching staff or if it's sports psychologists or whatever i yeah. think that in itself Is something the game didn't have 10, 12, even
2: seven years ago. So that's something. But I I still think that the method in which it all happened, more so the fact that the reports are not even that his stuff was removed from his locker. It's that his locker was moved out of the fucking building. Yeah, it was. And that's, that's the part to me that it's just. Because it's not, and and there's a Babcock quote, and I and I don't have it in front of me, but it's something like we gave Garrett all the opportunities to kind of work through his stuff. We went back to that well a bunch, but now the team is way more important than any individual. Well, yeah,
0: that was the last line. Is true, but he said we believe in Sparky. Is how yeah. we started. I said we believe in Sparky. We believe he's a goalie. He can be, and then he, he wrapped yeah. it up with that. So and he's, and
2: and, and, that, and that to me is a, a little bit of, of that's the question mark in this scenario and, for me. We is don't that, know.
0: Maybe he asked for
2: this. Maybe he said, you know what you know could you guys i i don't but uh, the other thing is like is it on top of all the other things that it is of them uh moving him out to work with trainers and and everything and goalie coaching and possibly sports psychologists and all that stuff over the next little bit uh 10 days is the assignment
0: yeah um we're speculating (laughs) a lot here like it's we are because we don't because again
2: as of right now it's saturday this all happened on friday we don't know what's up but to me there's a big statement in them. Like, like I, I, joked on, on the, on the Tuesday episode, like they've redacted sparks. Yeah. Like they, you know, it's like, I'm not, I wouldn't be shocked if you go onto like hockey DB or elite prospects and there's just a black bar across the huh. stat line. Like, it's just, it seems to me that they um, have yet yeah, just like gone out of their way. To make this very conspicuous and just known, like Sparks isn't he- like they might as well be fucking flashing signs saying Sparks is gone outside the fucking. Well, what's it called then? It's not the Air Canada Center anymore, is it? Scotia Bank. Scotia Bank. Scotia Bank
0: okay. owns everything. I, I, it, it also it, it could be that it could also be a, a conversation that could have started that could have you know it might have been a coach or a GM or, or a, a personnel going could have been Sparks. Are, are you okay? Yeah, Are you, it, could, what, what do you, it could have been sparks you, saying i'm not okay yeah. what do you you know it could have been a sit-down conversation he could have said i need this or i think this is going to help me or it could have been listen what can we do to help this and i i, I like to think you know is it, it looks like they redacted him or whatever like i said we're not there we don't i would like to think the conversation went that way two people sat down and it was said okay Either, you know, I, I need this or, hey, what do you think this will help? Mm-hmm. I really hope he didn't show up. To, and I, I, you know, I hope he didn't show up to that fucking rink with his gear and garbage bags.
2: Yeah. Well, That's I'm all sure, I'm, I'm going to say. I'm, I'm, I, sure, I, I, I'm sure they gave him a fucking, yeah. like, bag.
0: I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I once I once flew home to uh, St. John's, and the, Phil- this is the the Lee Valley team, the Philadelphia Phantoms, uh, or the Philadelphia Flyers farm team, the Lee Valley High Phantoms, or, or wherever they're from. Uh, were flying back, and uh, they were the, it was early on in the in the season, and there were a couple of guys across from me, and they were talking about who 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 do you get, who whose bag did you get? So it turns out yeah. that that AHL team gets all of the leftover. Uh, leftover NHL NHLers gear, and anyhow, one of the guys. This is a handful of years ago. One of the guys was like, "Oh, guys, you'll never guess! Like, you'll never guess mm. who I got." He got Yager's back. No way! Oh, oh, yeah. That's wicked! Yeah, I was, and I was just kind of sitting there, being like, "Yeah, okay, and I, you know, I, I was a season ticket holder for the Ice Caps at the time." So, I was <laughs> and like, you're
2: like reaching through your pockets, uh, so like, "Okay, what do I have now to say?" I will give you everything in my pockets for your <laughs> Yager's gear. Was, oh yeah, he was he was excited too. He's like, "Guys, you're ne- you're never gonna guess." Oh, that's I wicked. I got it. it's, yeah, um, but on that, I think that's kind of all the all the different stuff we wanted to cover today. I, I think I think it's Wallace is it the helps. Last, we've been talking for like yeah. five fucking oh, hours. Yeah, we at did this two.
0: Point. If, if you're just listening, we actually did a double here. We did two and one. Yeah, uh, I I think I'll, I'll say this. Um, I had a, this this uh, this show made the hockey season a lot funner for me. It it did for it me did. too. Uh, uh, I had a lot of, and I mean, the and Leaves, it's been the second half of the year. Yeah, but the it's Leaves, been a lot of fun. The Leafs were trying at best, but. Uh, Having this and, and having uh, everybody that that uh, chimed in on Twitter and and, and and all of that stuff, I'm going to be a little more serious now that it's the playoffs. But uh, having everybody chime in on Twitter and, and all of that, and uh, it made I I found myself tuning into hockey games that I, I otherwise probably wouldn't have watched.
2: I was a much more active fan yeah. this year. I I yeah. it I went out of my way more to, to yeah. check in on um, different podcasts and different um, analysis shows and. You know, uh, making sure I'm watching highlights every day and um, all those things, and, and watching more games at night, and, and and just up and down, just trying to to be more of an aware fan. Which I mean, obviously, yep. if uh, people are you know listening to us silly you know rant, and for us, it's a case <laughs> of for us, it's a case of just being fans of the game. Yeah, and, and, well, and I, but, I, it, but it felt like you know there was a little bit more pressure to be a bit more aware of what you were talking yeah, about, and that's one thing. I, so yeah, I s- it became a bit more. It made the season. That yeah, yeah, like you're saying, it made it more fun. Um, and I just wanted yeah, take this time. Now, I mean, I'm sure Terry' sentiment would be the same. Um, and we can ask him next week when, yeah. when we record. But um, for us, it's been a case of yeah, it, it's been it's made this whole season a lot more
1: fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and one thing I always say is that like oh you know. A couple of people run into me and they say, oh, I've heard the show. How did you get into this? How did you get, you
2: know, how do you you prepare for this? I do make Mm -hmm. notes, uh, but I... You definitely are the most prepared. Well, (laughs) I wouldn't say that. Terry knows what the fuck he's... Well, in in the case of Terry, he knows the guests and stuff, and he's ready to go with all that information, and he's also just such a well of just retained knowledge and and memories and stories and all those things. You are much more prepared than I am. This is
0: just (laughs) how... I dissect and watch games, and this is how hockey has always been to me. Yeah. Talking about it like this, um, my, you know, if anybody has, uh, my two good friends, Alan Lucas, who I watch a lot of Leafs games with. When we talk about the hockey DB game, I listed yeah. that from my brother, and we play it all the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Tuesday's episode, Lonnie Bahanas got brought up. Yeah. Al is in my phone as Lanny Bahanas <laughs> because he won a hockey DB game of Lanny Bahanas one. Like just, you know, Bohannis. it's it, this has always been how I. Uh, this is and and sometimes people don't like it. I've been told to shut up during hockey games before. Yeah. You I'm know. sure we
2: will tonight. Yeah. Um, probably. Because that's the thing, and that's one of the fun things is every now and then. Um, it's also, it's also been a case of like me and you have been friends now for years, but it's definitely something that's given us a chance to hang out a bit more. And we've even like, you know, gone to games together and stuff a bit more than we have, um, up to this. And so it's just kind of been fun that way. The same thing with spending more time with TR Uh and stuff. It's all great. And, uh, I just want to, yeah, thank you guys for coming on board with this. And also thanks to everybody who's been listening this whole time and all the support we've been getting. It's been, it's been great. We're really looking forward to carrying it through the playoffs. Oh yeah. Oh, (laughs) you're getting an
0: intense. It's gonna be an intense chuck in all these playoff broadcasts. <laughs> yeah, it's been,
2: well, I mean, yeah. we're probably only gonna record about one, maybe two, with the Leafs still in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. not many shows left with the Leafs, yeah. the Leafs to talk about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm getting <laughs> fucked by this. Like, I guarantee, I'm gonna lose my steak dinner bet. <laughs> Least are going to upset. It's going to be a fucking shocker. It's going to be a whole thing. Uh, um, but hey, on that Andrew Redcroft himself,
0: he works for the Bruns. He said it was 45, 55.
2: To whoever got the all home ice. ice advantage, and uh-huh. so he thinks it's pretty tight. Um, that's that's better odds than a lot of the the polls we ran. Have. Better odds and, than I'm giving someone. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, on all that, uh, I just want to, yeah, again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you're sticking around to the end of this point, um, thank you for that. And uh, we will still be back next week. Hopefully uh, it'll be one with Terry. And uh, we will be back to talk at you about hockey after the playoffs start. But in the meantime, we are going to head to the Duke of Duckworth to enjoy Bob Cole's last game. Um, Sign us off, Bob. All right. Oh, baby! All right. And so that's it for us. We will talk to you next week. Until, the, until then, you can follow me at Hickey, Common, Mike. I'm at Smokes indoors. Terry is at Terry Ryan 20, and we are at Three M I Podcast, and we will be back next week to talk at you about hockey on Third Man.